The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I thank you for your time today joining a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. I know your time's valuable. I appreciate that you uh, devoted to this program from 11 to 1. Uh, we will have some local headlines at the start of today's show, and then we will uh, give you the sickening details of a story that's out of Loudonville, Virginia, where school board issues have been in the headlines. But the reason I'm bringing it to you, A, it's newsworthy, but I tell you that it's sickening because I, if you have young ears listening to the show, uh, you might want to be vigilant in uh, policing the content. I'm going to do the best I can to keep it tasteful, but the reason I'm bringing it to you is chiefly because these exact same issues are being fought for here, namely uh, transgender bathroom rights. And uh, the fear has always been with the local citizens that I've talked to, uh, specifically in Upper Arlington where the school board is fighting the citizenry on this and violating state law on this, the chief concern is that kids are going to be endangered. Uh, thankfully, it has not, that we know of, and I think that's important to say, that we know of, put any kids in danger of being uh, assaulted here yet. But yet is the operative word. You don't want it to happen. The people in Upper Arlington, Paul Imhoff, the superintendent, the school board members who are fighting for it, contend that it's not a danger. Well, it is a danger. Anybody with a functioning brain knows it's a danger. When you let biological boys into girls' bathrooms, it's a danger. And in Loudonville, Virginia, it went horribly bad. And more so horribly bad because the school officials lied about it. They lied about it after they knew about it. And a parent who's understandably outraged about it has been used as a pawn in the Justice Department and the left's attempts to smear parents and portray them as hateful and intolerant when, in fact, all they are is just concerned for the safety of their kids. So you'll become more aware of what's going on as we delve into the program. But before I get to that, I wanted to tell you that locally, Westland High School, big fight at Westland High School a couple weeks ago, September the 22nd, has resulted in charges against seven juveniles. Uh, I don't know if we'll get a clear accounting of what happened because it seems to me that the southwestern city schools have been doing as much as they possibly can to keep the exact details of how bad the fight was from the public. Uh, here's just a truism in life. It's been the case... <laughs> Like every single time, right? Watergate, uh, Fast and Furious, uh, Pete Rose gambling on baseball, Roger Clemens taking steroids. It doesn't matter if it's news or sports. Full disclosure right away is always the best because lying, the cover-up's always worse than the crime. So Westland, uh, Southwestern City Schools, Get it out there. Get it all out there. Make it a one-day story. When you try to hide stuff, you make it a recurring story. And that never goes well. Never goes well for you. Word to the wise. Uh, in other news, four people, 
including a nine-year-old child, were injured after a shooting at an apartment complex. Early this morning, 2.22 a.m., 1600 block Alona Drive, a person approached unprovoked and started shooting. Three people shot, 45-year-old woman, 25-year-old woman, 53-year-old man. Thankfully, the nine-year-old was not shot or grazed, but was treated for minor injuries. So the violence in Columbus continues. And right on cue, uh, Andrew Ginther today, the uh, estimable mayor of the city of Columbus, uh, will make an announcement. And in fact, if he's on schedule, well, he's a Democrat, so uh, if he's a Biden Democrat, he'll be you know considerably late. But he's supposed to speak right now about investments in uh, safety facilities. What are the chances he's announcing a great, big, huge juvenile detention facility for all the kids who are stealing cars? And no, that's not going to happen. What's the chances that he's going to announce that they're closing the... uh, Franklin County Reception Center, the Milk and Cookie Center, where they give the juvenile car thieves milk and cookies and ankle monitor and send them back out to steal a car the next day. We're converting that into a jail. What are the chances Andrew Ginther is going to announce that at this very hour? Uh, Two chances, slim and none. Likewise, I would not expect Upper Arlington School Superintendent Paul Imhoff to come to his senses. When he reads the sickening story out of Loudonville, Virginia, here we go. On June the 22nd, you've probably seen the video of a dad. His name is Scott Smith. He was arrested. They pulled him across the floor. He's the guy in the videos. Every single time MSNBC or anybody else runs a story about, oh, these parents are out of control. They're hateful. They're terrible. Poor school board members are in the crosshairs of their anger. Well, at the risk of sounding like an ESPN 30 for 30, what if I told you that the video you've seen of Scott Smith handcuffed and perp-walked out of a Loudonville, Virginia school board meeting traces to his anger over his daughter, a freshman in high school, being horribly sexually assaulted less than a month earlier. Yeah. On May the 28th, Scott Smith was called to the school because his daughter, in the school bathroom, was horribly sexually assaulted by a boy wearing a skirt. He entered the school bathroom and accosted her in the stall. And this is where I'm afraid it gets really graphic. Um... I'm just I'm just not going to go there, but imagine the worst, and you're right on the money. Now imagine worse than that, and you're right on the money. Because I imagined what, you know, I thought would happen. It's worse than that. So, Scott Smith is not a domestic terrorist, turns out. He's a dad whose daughter was horribly violated physically course emotionally psychologically and that night at the school board meeting they were meeting to enact policies that would protect the rights of transgender students less than a month now after this guy's daughter was sexually assaulted Uh, scott smith was hit in the face handcuffed dragged across the floor his pants came down 
And this image is played out on TVs all across the country. The prosecutor, her name is Buta Bibaraj, ran on a platform of ending mass incarceration, but she wants to put Scott Smith in jail. What about the kid who did the sexual assault? Is he in jail? Well, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be convicted in juvenile court on October the 14th. They said he was confined to his parents' house and he couldn't leave. Hmm. Well, he got out because on October the 6th, a week before he was supposed to go to court, the same boy was charged with sexual battery and abduction after he forced another girl in Loudonville into an empty classroom and assaulted her. Two girls assaulted by the same boy in the school. So what happened on the actual day of the assault? Well, this dad got a phone call at home said his daughter had been physically assaulted in the bathroom by a male. He was expecting to arrive at school and find his daughter with, you know, maybe a black eye or something like that. He found out it was way worse than that. Sheriff's office responded that day at the school. Why do you think the sheriff's office was there? We saying, well, you told me there was a terrible sexual assault, Bruce. Of course, they were there to investigate the sexual assault. No, no. The sheriff's office... Six cars responded to Loudonville schools that day because Scott Smith made too much of a ruckus when the school officials told him what had actually happened to his daughter. At 12 minutes before 5 that same day that Scott Smith's daughter was sexually assaulted, sodomized, and worse. Yeah, I said and worse. It was. The principal of the school sent out an email to the school community, and this is what the email said. Good evening, Stonebridge families. This is Stonebridge principal Tim Flynn. There was an incident in the main office area today, not in the restroom notice, main office area, that required the sheriff's office to dispatch deputies to Stonebridge. The incident was confined to the main office and the entrance to the school. There was no threat to the safety of the student body. Really? The incident was witnessed by a small number of students who were meeting with staff adjacent to the main office. The safety of our students and staff is the top priority. Really? The safety of the students, plural? Top priority? Doesn't sound like it. So this is why I talk about Upper Arlington's attempt to have bathrooms where boys and girls are able to use the same facility. Yes, I know they're telling you. Stalls are floor to ceiling. Walls are floor to ceiling. Stall doors lock. Everybody's safe. Teachers in the hallway monitoring. This kind of stuff that happens elsewhere, it doesn't happen because, I don't know, the air is a certain potency in Virginia. It doesn't happen because... Any reason other than you're just fortunate that it's not happened here yet, because it's going to happen here. And that's why we speak out against it. And that's why you're labeled hateful, and it's why you're labeled intolerant, and it's why you're labeled an alarmist. And you have to be strong enough to resist the labels and not care about the crazy people who want... I don't know what they want. Do they really want... I mean, are they so twisted that they really want this to happen because it's only a matter of time that it happens. Bad things happen because 
policies are in place that make them possible to happen. And because an innocent girl's in the wrong place at the wrong time and a boy pretending to be a girl has opportunity and availability. There's a lot more to this story. We'll get into it more with you. I just kind of want to know as more of these stories become available, um, do you feel the need to get involved? Are you more engaged now than you used to be? What's your reaction when you hear something like this happen? Because you know it can happen here if it's happening elsewhere. 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989 is our number. It is a Tuesday edition of The Bruce Hooley Show. We have a lot to get to today. The... um, Kamala Harris video with kids, all part of a PR effort to restore her image. (laughs) Totally laughable. And when it happened is amazing. Uh, Also, uh, an NFL head coach resigned last night. His uh, team has been doing pretty well. But he sent emails 10 years ago that, well, they inflamed the outrage mob. Did they really hurt anybody? I don't think so. If they did, it's kind of a you problem rather than a him problem. I'm not defending what he said, but breaking news. NFL coaches may not be thrilled about female referees. They may think their commissioner, who's paid, what, I don't know, $50 million a year, is an idiot. And, yeah, they may be not excited about the drafting of a gay player by another NFL team. Wow. Stop the presses. NFL coaches close-minded. But one is out of a job, and we'll tell you about him. First, though, I want to get back into this story out of Loudonville, Virginia, because it's a barometer of what's happening at school boards here, and it's indicative of why the Justice Department had cover for saying that they're going to try to end threats and intimidation of local school board members. The video of uh, Scott Smith's arrest in June at a Loudonville, Virginia school board meeting appears to fit that narrative. I mean, he's struggling with police officers. He's being pulled away from a woman he was shouting at. Surely this is why Merrick Garland, whose son-in-law, by the way, is making a ton of money off uh, critical race theory initiatives that schools around the country are using, that doesn't appear to be a conflict of interest. Scott Smith, though, he must be stopped, and his ilk at Olentangy, at Arlington, at Hilliard, at Dublin, at school board meetings where people are pushing back against sexually suggestive materials being taught to middle schoolers and against um, pornographic literature being used as suitable topics in high school classrooms and against critical race theory and money being spent on diversity, equity, inclusion officers all throughout central Ohio. Now, they're trying to tell you that you just don't understand. You're not sophisticated enough to grasp modern methods of education, and this is for the kids' own good. And by the way, you're a hateful, intolerant, bigoted parent. Scott Smith is the poster child for that. They drug him out of a school board meeting. What you didn't know is that Scott Smith's arrest came less than a month after his daughter, a freshman girl, 
was sexually assaulted in the worst possible way. Whatever you can imagine, imagine that and then ratchet it down another degrading level. That's what happened to Scott Smith's daughter. It's so bad I can't really feel comfortable telling you about it on the radio. You can find it on the web. Daily Wire has the investigation. So Scott Smith goes to this school board meeting on a night where they're going to expand transgender rights at the school. He feels like he's got something to say because, by the way, his daughter was raped and worse by a boy wearing a skirt in the school bathroom. He's seen the email from school administrators that say, hey, there was an incident in school today, but you know, no students were harmed. And a crazy parent that we had to call the cops on because he got upset when we told him his daughter was sexually assaulted. So that night at the meeting, he's wearing a T-shirt with his plumbing business listed on it. And a school activist who has started a Facebook message board where she actually asks for people to give her the names and addresses of parents who oppose the transgender rights expansion in the school. This is the woman he's talking to. And this woman says to him, I'm going to ruin your business on social media. Scott Smith keeps his cool, proceeds to try to interact with her and tell her, well, this is what happened to my daughter, and this is why I'm here tonight speaking out against the expansion of transgender policies. And she says back to him, it's on tape, that's not what happened. Now imagine the feelings that well up in you going to this meeting. I can't imagine he held it together while this policy was even being discussed and debated. And then this woman who's asked for the names and addresses of you and people who believe like you, and you're really genuinely there to care about kids, not like these other idiots who claim they care about kids when all they want to do is make it easier for them to get gender reassignment surgery or take life-altering drugs that chemically castrate them. Uh, She says, that's not what happened. What happened to your daughter? There's a police report and everything, and you were told by the school it happened, and she says, no, that's not what happened. So pretty amazing. Pretty amazing that this is allowed to go on at schools, and the superintendent that night... The superintendent of schools acts like none of this stuff that happened to Scott Smith's daughter happened less than a month before because somebody at the meeting says, have we had any issues involving transgender students in our bathrooms? And the superintendent says, I think it's important to keep our perspective on this. We've heard it several times tonight from our public speakers, but the predator transgender student or person simply does not exist. The transgender person doesn't exist. You know, when you're the dad sitting there and your daughter's been sexually assaulted by someone who pretends to be a girl who has biological male anatomy, what they're telling you is your daughter doesn't exist. Your daughter doesn't matter. Your daughter's invisible. She's insignificant. 